to Two Dads Against the World, where we take on the funny world we live in, one diaper change, one soccer practice, one homework assignment at a time. Now join us as we talk about everything from raising kids, facing the challenges of everyday life, and whatever we enjoy and make us laugh. Yes, we will rant, we will laugh, and maybe we will eventually learn something, but no guarantees. Scotty, how are you doing? Alden, I'm doing good, man. I'm just here in body, so I'm really happy we have a guest today. Thank freaking uh, oh, I, <laughs> it's one of those weeks for sure for me too. I got the COVID test yesterday, came back negative. Oh, uh, that sucks. You could have been famous. Could have went down in history. It was one of the many. No, I'm just recovering from a normal cold. So uh, enjoy the podcast, everybody. Sniffle, sniffle, sniffle. Uh, yeah, well, hey, guess what, Scott? Thank goodness we do have a guest today because you and I are pulling up blanks. And no, no, whoa, whoa. Well, well, I sh- well. I think. Well, I don't know. I don't. Maybe I am. I don't know if you are still. Oh, we're not even trying anymore, so I don't have to worry about shooting blanks. Right. I don't know. I don't even know if John shoots blanks or not. That's too too personal. We're not here to talk about that. But today's guest. <laughs> Is John Dennis from JTD Contracting? Did I say that right? JTD. You said that right. Contracting. Um, what do I call you? The construction guru, guru of of home building, uh, framer, uh, tour de force, or what, what's your title that you go by now, John? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I was just trying to put decals on my truck today, and I failed miserably. And it says framing specialist on those decals. I ended up just ripping them off the truck because they looked terrible. <laughs> At least it didn't say uh, sticker specialist. But um, yeah, definitely uh, framing is is always still my go-to, and uh, preferably uh, new construction. We have. Oh yeah, you, you mind just putting your mic a little bit further away? That's right, man. We're we're we are on FaceTime right now, the three of us, and we're like Scott and I are like the fish is bigger, no bigger. No, it's not the fish we're talking about. We're just move the mic a little bit. Sorry, sorry. So yeah, we've dabbled a little bit in um in some uh, renovation. I call it structural renovation. We've got a lot of issues where rot has been uh, apparent in some of these new houses. So we've dabbled a little bit in that in the last couple of years, but mostly just just uh, strictly new construction framing. New houses, new houses. Now yeah. <clears throat> we get a privilege. Oh. I've been I've been subscribing to your or I follow you on uh, Instagram. That's how old I am. I, I'm subscribing. I follow you on Instagram, and I got to tell you, if uh, if you if, for those that are listening, got to check out. Is it JTD Contracting? I forgot the name of it, but I've been following. yeah. It's JTD Contracting Limited. On, it might even just be JTD Contracting. Either way, it'll come up as mine. Look it up. We might put it in the description. Um, you have some fantastic videos that you shoot on site. Also, mm-hmm. last week you shot an awesome video. You cutting it down the hill at a local ski hill. Beautiful <laughs> skills, I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. You're the nicest person in the world who wipes out and hurts themselves, and you just, you just, you're just really nice about saying, "Oh, Scotty, can you say it for us?" What? If you were to fall down and hurt yourself, what's the first? Both of you guys don't swear. Well, yeah, it would just—I—I I go into a Tourette syndrome. I'm like, God damn it, shit, dick balls, fuck, son of a, oh! Oh! right. That's what most people would say. Uh, anyway. Has it been that long since I posted? 
Wow. Well, I don't know. It's been, a, it's been a crazy week then, I guess. Yeah. Well, you, you got how you got crews working free now. Or what do you call I them have, now? I have a crew, and um, I always find myself taking on too many jobs, and so spreading myself a little bit too thin. But uh, yeah, I have a crew. I've got four guys right now that work for me. So do you have them shooting the the? Sh- do you have them filming the sh- the shot for you? Do you have somebody dedicated just to your mul- your market <laughs> your multimedia marketer on you know site? What's funny? I got one guy, um, and he's awesome at it. He's a born natural, and whenever he does the shots, we always get more views. So <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but yeah. So Cade Pease, he's my he's my. Uh, one of my main apprentices right now. He's not my lead hand, but he's a solid, solid guy. Been with me for a couple of years now. That's awesome, man. No, you've yeah. got some doozies on there. Like, you, like if you were framing, and one time I'm talking to the audience here, if you were framing one time and you miss it, but you don't really want to go back to it, check out the Instagram shot because you'll get a, a feel what it was like without having to get muddy, dirty, or sore. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how long you been framing for? Like when did you get into this? I I started at 19, and I'm I'm 40 this year, so I guess it's uh, this May is 20 years. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, I did not get into framing because I had a love for carpentry. I I had a love for my fiance, and I needed a job, and so <laughs> I I thought I was on the track to be a welder, and that is what I had spent a lot of time in my high school years doing to get a bunch of credits and out of out of college uh, my dad lined me up a job with one of the guys in the church and so it was just going to be a summer job and I don't know like most carpenters say I didn't ever start out to be a carpenter and I fell in love with carpentry so mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I never I never turned back to go welding um, I went in it. I went and took my apprenticeship. I didn't. I didn't finish my apprenticeship. I. I jumped to the fast track and started my own business, and then, um, in the in the industry where I was in at the time, and how was we booming in Edmonton, it didn't seem to be any major incentive to go finish my, my carpentry. So I never did. Well, but I've, um, I've seen some of your projects, and you're better than some of the guys that have, have their <laughs> tickets. The cool part, though, is it doesn't limit me from allowing guys to get their ticket. I've been in the industry long enough that they allow me to to sign off on guys' hours, and I've had I've had a couple of guys get their their ticket through me, even though I don't have my ticket. So that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. What's the biggest? Uh, well, let me put it a different way. What's your favorite project you've built so far in your twenty years? Mm. That's a good one. I feel like you should have sent that to me, so I could yeah, have thought about all that off, for a little off bit. the cuff. No, well, yeah. we won't. We won't. This is not going to court. This is just an opinion. If you want to, you know, come back to it another time, just post it on your own Instagram. Tell correction to the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is actually my favorite. <laughs> what made you throw your hammer at your apprentice, and then later on, you both hugged and looked back at the job and said, that is amazing. Even though your apprentice was slurring his words for the rest of his life. Yeah, nice. and had major head trauma. You know what? Yeah. It's funny, Scott, that you say that. Um, and Eldon can probably attest to this, because Eldon actually spent a couple of months working with me on site. I'm not a, I'm not an aggressively physically angry person. Oh. So it's pretty rare that I'll Good ever... 
yell at anybody or scream at anybody. It's very, very rare that I'll ever throw anything. Um, I can probably count on one hand that's ever happening. My guys know when I'm seriously pissed off, um, when I say, okay, that's all I can handle, I'm out of here. And I'll take off for a couple hours and go and clear my head. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't even think of it. There's, I remember the one time I had the youth pastor working for us. And we had just we had just flown in all our trusses, and um, we had braced the front gable down to a lift of sheets, and those sheets were going to be used later to, to sheet the roof. And that gable was about a, a half an inch out of plumb, and so I had another guy up there with me, and I yelled down to Kenton, and I says, Kenton, put a kicker in it. Now, a kicker... It's just a slang terminology for a piece of wood to to put resistance into the brace to pull it in or out. Hmm. Well, he heard kicker. So he grabbed his boot <laughs> and he kicked that brace as hard no. as he could. No. <laughs> and he kicked that brace off and that, 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 that gable had all the fascia detail and everything on it. So it was very top heavy. It fell off the second story. <laughs> I screamed at the guy below, and he dove out of the way, and it broke into a bunch of pieces on the on the ground below. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. We, were, <laughs> like, <laughs> we went from a half an inch out of plumb to on the ground and, like, wrecked. <laughs> kick it. Kick it. <laughs> and so he uh, <sighs> he's looking at me, and I'm done. I'm walking down the street. And he's following me, and he's like, John, just yell at me. Just scream at me or something. And I'm like, Canton, how is that going to look? Like, I'm going to scream at you right now, and then, what, in two days, you're going to be preaching to me at church? <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, man, can't do it. All but, comes down um, to communication, right? Yeah, communication. Yeah, he's like, I thought you said kicker. I said, well, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, there's yeah. – I've, I've thrown my hammer – on your job site once, but totally oh, yeah? out of fatigue. It was that, uh, mm. it was, because I was, whatever, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> I remember it was, it, it, occupational health and safety was not a thing back then. It, it, even, in the last five years, it's even ramped oh. up, I think. But that was like that one, it, you were doing like a Dude, concrete. I know I know exactly what house it was. Right, there's one where the moose yep. charged me that one. I, never, I don't know if I told you that. I was trying to get into no. work. I was coming down that driveway. Moose was staring me down right at the eyes. I, he stood there, wouldn't let me pass for 10 minutes. Wow. So, anyways, it was a fun thing. I was up on the top of the of the house. Now, this one was a big, massive mansion. Maybe it's a bit of a stretch, but it was bigger, like 3,000, no, 4,000. Dude, it was a 6,500-square-foot house. It was a mansion. So it was a big house. But the stairs hadn't arrived because there were special order stairs. Yeah. So we're talking three stories to the basement. We're right yeah. by there. Yeah. And I was like hammering. I don't even remember what it was. You know what? It, you know what I was doing? I was hammering in some kind of brace to the truss, yeah, to the door. And yeah. I slipped, and my hammer. And I was right by the window, and I missed you. You had just finished walking past, and it missed you. I can't believe you didn't. Maybe I don't know if I told you. <laughs> I had to go back down and get Probably it. Probably not. No, that was the one where there was that loft. We had to jump across. That corner of the of the pit that went down the three stories to, yep. to do all that detail. You couldn't do that now. I remember nope. you can, but you can't say it. You can't say me. Anyways, <laughs> no heights heights and me. That uh, couldn't do it. No, nope. that was a muddy job too. I 
I think uh, favorite project, there's two of them. Um, both of them have been pro bono, which is ironic. Uh, first one was for a, it was for a school and we had to go and do, this was actually when we were doing some shingling as well. We we're doing some roofing. Mm. And so the guy that I had hired at the time to do my estimating had gone down there, estimated what they needed. And it was a 90, 90 bundle job. So decent sized job. It was in Lac La Biche. So the way it was going to have to work is we were going to get up at 3.30, hit the road, three hours of driving, get there for seven, blast off, like take off the 90 bundles over three buildings, put on 90 bundles, and then get back home again. All for nothing. <laughs> um, and, well, they gave us a tax receipt for our time, whatever, which ended up being a, ma a major disaster. But... Turned out to be 130 bundles, wasn't 90 bundles. Oh, so it's almost twice. Quite so on three buildings, and um, so it was my brother and I, and our helper at the time, and we did it. Um, insane amount of bundles for re-roof and put back on. But as far as framing, I got you did asked that in by one day. Sorry, you did that in one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. We so we got there seven o'clock, and we rolled out of there seven o'clock, and got home at eleven. Three so buildings. 130 bundles, three buildings, take off, put back on. Yeah, it was insane. Like, um, <laughs> I remember telling one of my buddies who was also doing some roofing at the time, and he's like, what the heck, man? And you didn't get paid for none of it? <laughs> I'm like, nope. <laughs> um, Why was that your favorite? I think it was just a fact that we just, we all worked together so well that day. Uh -huh. And it was just like, no grumbling, no complaining. And I still paid my guys. Like, my guys still got paid. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a, the whole coming back to the team thing. Just, I just love it when a team just understands what the goal is, a common goal and, and everybody just goes for it and it, and mm -hmm. it works. Yeah. I think a second one, and this was framing, uh, we got asked by a camp to come build, uh, six cabins and <laughs> we had the weekend to do it. Um, what? And so, and I said to them, I said, like, you really think I can do this? And they're like, oh man, if anybody can do this, you can do this. Like, okay, fine. So that kind of, that kind of <laughs> charged me up a little bit. Eh? I'm like, wow, these people. Are... So we drove down on a Friday and, uh, we worked till about 1230 midnight that night. And then, and then we put in an 18 hour day on Saturday. And then we put in about six hours on Sunday and we had all six cabins, um, ready for, for roof and for siding. How big were those um, cabins? They weren't that big. They were uh, um, uh, eight feet. I'm just trying to think here. Twelve feet, yeah, eight feet wide, uh, fourteen feet long, and then they had like an eight foot deck on the front, like an overhang on the roof. So they mm -hmm. weren't they weren't that big. They were for a camp, and they were going to be like uh, the cabins for their leaders to sleep in. Oh, okay. So still, still six cabins in one weekend. Yeah. Anyway, so it was just my brother and I, and then the the guy. That kind of led uh, led the the maintenance. He kind of helped. He had, and that was a thing. Again, it was just a reminder that you have someone who has everything organized, things go smooth. And mm -hmm. he had every piece of the puzzle there. And all we had to do was just mm -hmm. give her. Where there was no wait time, there was nothing. And um, again, it was pro bono. But yeah, I just I love it when things there's no stalls. You can just go. Yeah, and those always kind of remind me of yeah good. Good builds. 
So basically, your favorite builds are when your team was working great together. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Well, not not exclusively. I mean, you've had, you know, how many houses do you end up doing a year nowadays? You know what? Like, on average, two a month. But it just depends what we're building. Like I've got two builders that I build for. One's a high end, like very custom builder, and then the other is Morrison Homes in Edmonton, and they're a very spec. Oh, yeah, very spec yeah. builder. So it's, um, so basically when when we don't have work with the custom guys, um, we'll grab houses for Morrison. If we're doing Morrison homes in the summer, we can do roughly three a month, and those are wow. like eighteen to to twenty twenty one hundred square foot houses. But they're just cookie cutters. Like they're they're simple. Like we're just. Right. Exactly the same. Just only, go, go, go. Only so many configurations these houses yeah. have. Yeah. Well, and the, and the process is simple. Like, we know exactly what's going on. Like, their site supers are always on top of stuff. Like, the square foot rate, the money we make is less, but the overall money we make gross is the same or more than if we're doing customs because with customs, you often have changes and downtimes and yeah. unorganized situations with... But it's a different pace. You right. know, you're not... You're not running your, your tail off, and you can make similar coin on a custom as you would on like three specs. But it's a different pace. Like you're not you're not having to haul ass, so to speak, to yeah. to do it. That's the difference on a spec. You like if you're not if you're not if you're not fast, why are you building specs? Whereas yeah. with customs, if you're not attentive to detail, you shouldn't be building customs. Like that's so. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, Scott. But yeah, you... on average, I'd still say twenty five a year. That's what we're building. Scott, you do a little bit of flooring on the side for the fun of it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for the yeah. fun of it. And let me let me tell you, not all framers are uh, born the same. I'll tell you that. No. Yeah. No, there's there's some. <laughs> oh yeah, you go ahead and laugh. You know how many? I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna find one of these framers. I'm gonna show them how to set their screw gun so the screw actually goes into the goddamn fucking floor, so I'm not beating away 150. Dollar pad on a on a five thousand uh, dollar uh, sander, it just oh it's just I'm not gonna say the builder, but like I just had a house there three days ago, and I'm edging the floor and I and I'm just looking at all these high screws and I'm just thinking, man, wh why is this guy even allowed to hold a tool belt? Like <laughs> he can't set a screw. Oh, but anyway, that's just my little. You know, Scott, what I what I teach my guys to do every time we screw a floor off, whether it's summer, spring, winter, doesn't matter. They got to take a shovel, a snow shovel, and they got to go over that whole floor. And if that snow smart. shovel even stops once, they got to stop there, screw it in with an impact, and or pull it out of it. Because usually, if a screw doesn't, oh, if it's God. up, it didn't hit. Yeah. If we put flooring on your floors, it would be like a holiday. I swear to God. Probably. You should do an Insta Insta video on that and do a real slowy on on that section. You know what there, I mean? That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. You, have them show show the world your snow shovel method. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you'll have you'll have flooring guys come and drop you off like cases of beer and like chocolates and. <laughs> Some flowers for your wife. Like, this guy really cares about us. You'll be wooed in a way you haven't been wooed in 20 years, my friend. That's awesome. Just I'll, show I'll, I'll the do love. That. Yeah, but do, do you that. find that, though? Do you find that, that like, uh, like exterior construction doesn't ever give a shit about the guys that are doing the finishing work inside the house? Do you find yeah. that, that those are just two different worlds? 
I find, find it. I find that like I try to I try to tell my guys like as a framer, the only trade that we don't affect is the cribber. That's true. Yeah, and that's that only because you. they went before yeah. us. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So for those that don't know the cribbing, cribbing is the foundation. The yeah, co- concrete guys. And I said, and I suppose truthfully, the only we don't affect anything to do with concrete really. Um, the only the only exception to that would be if we set our overhead door, or garage door too low, it would affect the concrete. But whatever. And so I tell my guys, I'm like, part of framing is learning enough about the other trades. And said, yep. for instance, I said, and I'm constantly learning. Okay, so I said this this fall, I actually learned something that I never knew before in all my years of framing. Um, and I had an insulator who was pissed off at life, and he decided to be pissed off at me. And he said to me, he says, why can't you make your studs perfectly on center? And I said, well, sometimes I don't care because I care more about our value in the house than perfect spacing. For instance, if you're doing 16-inch layout and you're on a window and mm-hmm. you have to put a jack stud like a half an inch away from the stud that holds up the sill, yeah, you would have wood there opposed to just putting the jack set in the center and then they can put more insulation. Mm-hmm. Well, his complaint was our insulation is cut to fit between a certain oh, size. Oh my God, you poor thing. But here's the thing. And I, I know, right? But I looked at it and I thought, you know what though? That's still an area that I've never really thought about. And so like, if you have a stud that's out of plumb, mm-hmm. it would affect how that insulation goes in. You know, whereas in the past, I'm like, ah, what does it really matter if one's a little bit out of plumb? Like, you know, oh, well, it's not going to affect anything, but I don't know, it does actually affect something. You know, it affects this insulation guy. I mean, I'm not going to change everything I do for an insulation guy, but I just, I just try to teach my guys, like, the more you can know about the other trades, the better framer you can become by eliminating things that, it's not mistakes on purpose, it's just ignorance. We don't know. Yeah, and sometimes said, it's so sloppy more, too, right? Yeah. Sloppy work can lead to frustration on on every mm. side. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But not. I don't. I, I've I don't looked know. at enough of your houses after because I, you know, did the supervisor gig for a little bit. Your houses were not the problem houses. I think we had one house, <laughs> and it was mostly because hey, of the, the they lumber. don't say that too loud. I, if you looked at my Instagram story this week, man, I saw I, that. I went back. You saw that fix I had to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which one? The beams or the fireplace? The beams. Okay, that was just yesterday. We caught that at framing stage. That was all me. But my guys built a fireplace mantle, let's call it, that went from floor to ceiling over 20 feet. Beautiful. And at the nine-foot mark, we mm-hmm. had capped it off because the plan called for it to be. And it was like a, an open-to-below situation. Yeah. But then when the site super got back from holidays, he says, well, no, there was a change. We're going to need that built all the way to the ceiling. And I had sent oh. my guys back to put a window in and do a few little deficiencies, including building this thing up to the ceiling. Well, this was back in November. I get a call two days, well, a week ago, I guess, saying, I don't know how I didn't catch this, he says, John, but that fireplace from the nine-foot mark up is two inches out of level. And I'm like, well, two inches out of plumb, be proper terminology. Mm-hmm. I said, what are you talking about? He says, yeah, it's eight inches at the start, and at the ceiling, it's ten. Oh, and I'm so, like, oh, no. I'm like, you're kidding me. I said, well, what stage is it at? He's like, well, I'm ready to put tile on. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, that? man. So, like, <laughs> I'm like, it's all taped and painted and everything. He's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So I went on there on Wednesday, and 
And uh, you know what? Those hurt Instead a little bit. Instead of being pissed off about it, I FaceTime my guys well, where I was at the problem. I'm like, look, guys, here's where you screwed up. And, like, this is the red flag you missed. And But I, I hate getting calls back at that stage. Uh, that's, I mean, and the site super apologized profusely. He says, John, I don't know why I didn't catch this. Like, this is a me thing, too. Like, it's a 20 but, feet. That's, that's, he's like, I don't know. He's like, sometimes, how, yeah. yeah it's, it's like, I don't, like, I don't know how you catch it at twenty feet. It's hard to to catch it at at a few stages, right? It was, yeah. Unless you put a laser up there to see well, if it's one hundred percent plumb. I don't know. I feel and bad a normal, for normally the drywallers would have caught it, but nowadays they, they just rotozip everything off. Mm -hmm. So they would have just thrown a sheet up there, rotozipped it off the side, and done. Anyway, so it happens, but. Oh man, it is what it is. Like, yeah, man, I was thinking about construction on the side for, you know, maybe building another house, but I don't know now. After these stories, I'm like, not sure if I want to. <laughs> hey, man, listen, it's not all you can see on Instagram. You got to have the honest guys that are willing to show all their mistakes too. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I've I've and, had a, I've Scott, had my fair share of mistakes. If you watched me fix that beam, how long did it take? Oh, I didn't watch it. Uh, watch. I just saw the pictures. I didn't see the video. Oh. So, like, we, we realized that two main beams were not in, like, they're not even catching anything. Um, <laughs> I always tell guys, you should never brag at how fast you can make a uh, fix mistakes. It usually means you fixed a lot of them. Uh, I'll be the first to raise my hand. I fixed a lot of mistakes. We made, we moved, my guy and I, we moved two major point loads in that floor in under 45 minutes. Um, but, <laughs> again, nothing to brag about. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> you had to you had to fix something that you didn't normally have to. So you you man. So how how many people do you got working for you now, John? Four, four guys. Yeah. How do you keep them um, engaged with all the the markets the way it's going? You're keeping them busy for one, but like, what's the trick? What do you got for how long have these guys been with you? Well, I've had two of them for a couple of years. Uh, one of them just started with me last last summer and then the youngest to the crew he just started here in the fall well, you gotta have some young bucks you gotta have them i do Ooh, they're all young started in the they're... fall framing in the winter yeah that's just yeah fire yeah he, uh, he did good he did good i'm really impressed with him um but i don't know alden i wish i knew the answer to that question i think i'm learning as i go that um not first of all framing is not for everybody um, here here <laughs> and I think I think that's the important one of the important jobs of an employer is to be objective about the people that he has to recognize whether or not this is something for them or not um, and not just try to make every single human being do something that we kind of like to believe that anybody can do anything um, not true you know right, right. I think it's, it's important. Not, not a, that's not healthy but you're right yeah I think there's people. a there's an important you know discernment that needs to come from the boss to be like hey this guy is and it it doesn't necessarily just mean that they're naturally skilled at something. It's like, like this one young guy that's with us. I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to continue him. I got to keep watching, but he really, really, really loves detail. Hmm. Um, yeah. He may so like not finish be, your carpenter. Finish your carpenter. Yeah. He may, yeah, he may need to be looking at something different because he's not going to be satisfied uh, longevity wise. With, without being able to satisfy some of those natural cravings he has is, is wanting... Like, the guy measures insulation before he puts it in. Like, good grief. Like, that's... Uh, 
<laughs> you know what's so funny? I did. The, I used to do the same thing too when I was doing insulation for my Godfather. I was doing. I had my tape measure out, and I remember him walking by. What the hell are you doing? Wasting so much time and measuring the insulation. You cut the insulation. You put it in. Jesus, what the mar? You think we got all that fucking time in the world for this bullshit? Uh, and Scott, right? You're not a framer. You you enjoy I know. the finer things in life, and that's it's good. Like. I don't know. Um, I think right now this economy, Eldon, is is, is uh, who knows what to say with it. My guys are happy to have work. Um, they all enjoy being together. We do things outside of work. Like this Sunday, we're all getting together at my place and we're shooting skeets. That's cool. Um, nice. So I like building a culture. That's a with good the guys. boss. That's a that's great a boss. boss. Steve, so. if you're listening, Chris, if you're listening, that's a great boss. <laughs> yeah. He's a great framer and a great boss, everybody. Hire John from JTT Contracting. You know what? It's funny you say that. I had the last couple of clients that we worked for, they came aside specifically and said to me, we really like the guys that you have here on site. And I said, you know what? That's awesome to hear. I'm glad that I said, I can't take credit for all of that. I said, I'd like to take credit for some of it, but um, I appreciate that you see that. And uh, yeah, so that's cool. Well, I know firsthand, I know like when I was framing with you, I was a time in life that um, I, I barely do math, like basic, you know, because before that I was like estimating retrofits and you had to do square footage and take offs and blah, 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 blah. I couldn't do basic uh, square footage of a square room, um, <clears throat> which is funny to me. So you brought me on board and I was having a weird day where I was just getting so frustrated. And this is like the genius, like, some bosses would do the opposite of what you did. I couldn't. We're, we were working. We were working on putting the first floor on. Not hard. I'm in the basement on a ladder trying to put a nail into some wood. Couldn't <laughs> hit the freaking nail. I couldn't get it. You walked by, and you said this one simple thing, and honestly, it stuck with me on all. And I apply it to a lot of different things. You said this. It says you're smarter than the house. Period. Then you kept walking. That's all you said. <laughs> You didn't tell me. You didn't. You didn't belittle me. You didn't. You didn't tell me what the hell are you doing? Uh, don't you know how to hammer? And you just said, "You're smarter than the house." And that's a good boss. That's a boss that's like, it's kind of a way to say, "Snap out of it." <laughs> You're smarter than you realize. It's just a freaking hammer and a nail. Um, anyways, uh, I had the boss. I had the boss that was like the the whole beggar Vance style too. Like I was doing something and I'd be like, oh man, this, this is embarrassing right now. I can't get this. Oh no, sir. It's been embarrassing for quite some time now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've all had those. We've all had those jobs where it's uh, like, I should not be doing this job. This oh, is, I know. Right. This is not, this is, this is bad for everybody involved. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, John. So, so the question then is. In, the, in this industry that, you, that we're in, in the economy more specifically that we're in, um, how do you like? Wh what are you thinking with people, or how do you how do you get people motivated now? You know, before I was like, "Hey, work with us," because I, because uh, we're or just doing in these general, cool like, yeah. how do you get people in the trade, in the trades, in the trades? Uh, you know, I feel that it's just it's so technology driven now. Um, in the schools to be, you know, really tech driven that building stuff with your hands, getting your hands dirty and shit is, is seen as a, um, you know, second rate, second class citizen where 
the most most successful people I know uh, personally, like uh, we're talking millionaires, we're talking very successful business. They all started with getting their hands extremely dirty, and still to this day aren't afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's crazy. Like, do you, are you finding that it's hard to like get, get people and keep them happy? Um, yeah, and no at the same time. Um, I usually find now that I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, I've got a reputation. People know what I do. It's it's been a long time since I've had a look for guys. Um, you know, guys oh, are looking. Nice. Guys are looking for me. But the other thing with framing too, uh, construction in general, but specifically framing, it's very rewarding. Um, showing up with nothing and leaving with something, mm. and yeah, I think a lot right. of guys, a lot of guys find a lot of satisfaction just in that. You can have a lot of crap going on in your own personal life. And you can kind of like zone out for a couple hours at work and yeah. and really feel like I'm making a difference. And I feel like that's one of the big things is as a boss, and I've been, I got a couple of mentors in my life as far as business guys goes. And one of the things that stuck with me over the last couple of years is if your company makes you money, that's a great incentive for you to want to keep doing business. But that's a zero incentive for your employees. If the only vision you have in your company is for your employees to make you money, that vision is going to be very short-lived. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of made it my my own personal vendetta to find out what makes each one of my guys tick. And sometimes it's just words. Um, sometimes it's stuff. Um, I'll have guys that will tell me they don't, they're not interested in money. Well, that's a lie. Everybody's interested in money. It's just what that money does for them. Yeah. I got one guy who's a Jeep enthusiast. I talked to him this summer about doing some bonus incentives, but instead of, and hopefully nobody gets mad at me for this, but instead of, giving him actual cash, uh, I, st- I told him I'd start buying him parts for his Jeep. Um, mm-hmm. That's huge for him um, because he's got kind of a bit of a spending problem himself and so to be able to set that type of money aside uh, is difficult. But for him to think, well, man, I can build this house and cut a day off it and, and receive like a $300 bonus towards my Jeep, this is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of learning what these guys, like I said, like the more I've been looking in the last couple of years, taking it away from how can my business make me successful and rich to how can I use my business to like build into these guys and, and develop them as people into the, into the society and industry? Because the real truth is they're only going to be with me for a period of time, whether that period of time is two years or 10 years, but they're going to be with society for the rest of their life. And I just, my own desire is just to, is to build quality guys that will later take on. Like I have one of my young guys, he, he came to me because he wanted to be a shop teacher. And so he wanted his apprenticeship so he could take it and become a shop teacher. I thought, man, what a great way to influence the future generation by teaching mm-hmm. this guy how to be a real actual carpenter that he could take and, and you know, potentially train hundreds if not thousands of kids over the lifetime of his career as a shop teacher. Um, I thought, great, what a, what a way, to, way to do stuff like that. So I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there's definitely times, like, this week was a crop one. Um I had to, I had to physically take some time and remind myself of my vision. I, I was like, man, when you just got mistake after mistake and guys not performing the way they should perform, you know, sometimes you second guess what you're doing. But uh, at the end of the day, like, I'm in it for the guys. I, I love watching people learn. I love watching people get it. And when I look for guys, I look for guys that have levels of passion in their life it doesn't have to be passionate about carpentry necessarily but just that they're passionate about more than just surviving and when i can find guys that thrive on on passion about like 
interests outside of carpentry. I can I can steer their passion that they already understand towards that subject and turn it into something for construction. When guys have zero passion other than to survive, it's very difficult to get them excited about anything. That's right. And so right. I usually find those guys don't last very long and, and uh, they can move on. But the guys that have passion and, and are passionate about certain things in life, we can usually turn it into a passion for building better and quicker and and yeah, it's fun to work with a team that loves clicking together. So, what 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 do you think? Like you talk about the passion and you mm-hmm. finding guys that have passion. What do you have? You found like a common denominator, not so much the type of passion, but the reason behind the the passion that they chose. Is there something you've seen in these guys before? Is there something that you can pinpoint, or is it kind of too general for them? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I say, I say it's interesting. Like, if I could, if I could pinpoint it, yeah. Usually, what I'm looking for guys are, um, I mean, it's sad to say, but guys that that haven't haven't wasted the first, you know, years of their teenage into early twenties messing around on the party scene, um, like. I I have found that there definitely is a similarity between guys that 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 finish high school, um, even though they may not have felt like it did anything for them. Um, I definitely one thing I also tell guys too is like it's not a free ride. Um, I expect every one of my guys to go through the apprenticeship program, and so I I want them to be invested in their trade. I really, I really find that guys, and the real truth is, I don't know. Can I really pinpoint it? Probably the answer, the long and short of it is I can't pinpoint it. There's a lot of testing ground in the first couple of months when I hire these guys. And, Mm. and I, I look for where their commitment level is. And if they're not, if they're not willing to commit to school, uh, usually I say, well, thanks. And in the three months I send them away because I know that they're not willing to commit to, you know, four years, two months out of the year, then probably the amount of time that I'm going to invest into them, I'll never see um, outside of the employment period. Mm-hmm. So that's that's usually part of it. But So your passion then isn't framing. Your passion is people. Mm-hmm. My passion is definitely people. I like framing, but let's just face it. If I, I have to frame by myself day in and day out. I'm going to lose interest pretty quick. But I, I definitely like using it as a platform for teaching people, I love watching people take pride in yeah. being the best version of themselves. That's and, interesting. Yeah. So you know that you're cutting edge business nowadays. You know, there's people going to school to say, "Hey, no pun dude, intended." Yeah, cutting edge. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, like you're you're just who you are. Trying to be socially conscious is uh, one of the terms that's going around. Like your your where your business is more than just making money. You need to make money to do business, or why are you in business? But there's a reason behind that business model is more than money. So yeah, yeah. yeah. People yeah. that know that why, people that know that why, their why will always do better than people that just do it for the money. Yeah, right. so true. So true. So how then? Sorry, so, that was like my two cents of ph- philosophical shit. That's that, deep. That's that, and that's about it. That's all I got. <laughs> Fuck, that's all I got. Let me I'm write that down. down beer here. We gotta record this. You said what again, Scott? Or is that just you know? I don't remember. I don't remember. It was fleeting. between. It was between sips. 
it was brilliant. We can always rewind it if we're when we listen to this again. That was beautiful. Let's not waste anyone's time. That's right. <laughs> but please listen to our podcast. Um, but no. So the why? That's so. Then what do you do with flaky people, John? With feisty people? Flaky. Flaky. Yeah. Kicker. Eldon, I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Um, you know how you know how opposite magnets uh, oppose each other. Yes. I I know that I am an authentic person. Um, authentic authenticity and flake, they oppose each other. Uh, flaky people, they don't last around me. I don't I don't mean to be rude or I don't mean to be impulsive to them. It's just I'm into I'm into serious. I'm into real. I'm into the you can. You can uh, you can try to fake. I mean, I remember the first time my sister brought her first boyfriend around me, and she must have prepped him into what to say. Um, but uh, you know what? Like that conversation lasted all of like seventeen minutes, and then there was nothing left. And in fact, they ended up not even lasting more than three weeks together. Um, he was a flake, and and yeah. flaky people are, are they're threatened by people who know where they're going and what they're doing. Um, and so I always find that. Flaky people either become less flaky around me or they disappear. And and I'm not saying that in life. I'm saying that more in the work field. Um, you know, guys will come in and they'll be bragging this and bragging that. And I'll be like, hey, well, just show me what you can do. Like, I'm not at a point in my career where I am ever going to say that I don't make mistakes. A good grief, I post them over social media. But I know my level of competency and where I'm at. And if you're telling me you're there, join a board. We'll find out soon enough if you are or you aren't. Um, yeah. When guys ask me about a starting wage, it's always 25 bucks an hour. And I say to them, I said, well, hey, let's just see what the first week tells us. I said, I'm not afraid to pay you 18 bucks an hour if that's what you're worth. And I'm not afraid to pay you $35 an hour if that's what you're worth either. But if you're just going to tell me you're worth something, I'm going to say, I want to see it. Show me what you can do. Like, put your mouth where your money is or your money where your mouth is or whatever yeah. the heck that saying is. Mm-hmm. Because... The real truth is talk is talk, you know, show me what you can do and we'll go from there. And, and, um, like I said to Tanya the other day too, like I'm a small company. You, you can't hide inside of a five employee company. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, so I think that's part of it too. And as I'm building or I've always been in the process of building a team, that's one of the downsides of a team is that when you have a team that works well together, you bring a flaky person on, that whole team gets frustrated. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. You know, my guys have respect for me, but, like, I just recently brought on a guy. I don't know why. Maybe out of pity. Um, in a month of employment, he showed up for 34 hours. One month. Um, yeah. That's not... He was late. He was late on the first day. He was late every day after. 34 hours in a month. That's not bad. That's kind of like me. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and and my guys came up to me individually, each of them, and said, um, what's your plan with this guy? Because um, he's really bringing down the groove. Right. And I, actually, mm-hmm. and I actually took each one of my guys aside, and then I took them all together without the other guy there. and said, guys, you know me, and you know that every once in a while I like to take on a project. Mm-hmm. So bear with me while we do this. I said, but sometimes... I'm just in the assessing side of the project, and I use the illustration. I love illustrations and analogies. Eldon knows that. But I said, 
You know, if you're going to go look at a 51 Chevy out in the field, you got to go and take the time to see if it's even worth being drug out of the field. Mm -hmm. I says, and right now this guy is a 51 Chevy and he's not a five window coupe and he's rusted out halfway into the field. I said, there's not much of anything left here. I said, mm -hmm. my job or my process in this or my involvement, sorry, in this process might be hooking up a rope mm -hmm. and it might be walking away. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And it ended up being that I had a conversation with this young guy and I says, listen, like showing up on time means you're there 10 minutes early. That's a bare minimum requirement. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And I said, you tell and if the you world. can't, right. And if you can't, if you can't do that, then you don't deserve to be a part of this incredible team. Mm -hmm. The thing is the kid was a super nice guy, but that was an impossibility for him in his stage of life. And so all of a sudden he came down with a very, very bad uh, lung disease and <laughs> wasn't able to show up. <laughs> hey, if that's is out, he's got, the black, <laughs> so, he's got the black lung. Whatever. But anyway, he he later informed me here a week ago that his old boss called him back and he was sorry to leave me in a lurch, but he was going to have to go because there was better money over there. And, and I says, hey, man, no problem. I and says, his lungs will feel better. <laughs> his lungs will feel way better. They'll go from black to oh, green. So brutal. But yeah. Everybody breathes better sometimes when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a black lung when you're around. Was... I, I give you I give you so much credit. I give you so much credit, John. Like I don't know. Like I, I was in a position for not so many years, you know, kind of being a foreman and you know, I felt blue more days than not. And when I felt blue, the only thing that made me happy was cutting a few. And it was just and I loved it. Mm. You know, it was uh, same thing. I hated the flaky people. I hated people that was late. Um, um, like when you were late with me, that means you didn't give a shit about me or anyone on the team. Right. Exactly. It was just a terrible thing. And I, my wife's never going to listen to any of these podcasts anyway, but I'll tell her it. She's gotten better. She's gotten way better, but oh my God, Eldon, <laughs> you know, Michelle, she, if, if it if half hour late was on time for her, so anytime we had shit to do, I would tell like if it was something that was at six thirty, I would say that it was at six o'clock. Yeah. And then when we showed up at six thirty, everyone's like, "Oh, right on, you're just on time." And Michelle be, "Oh, I'm so sorry we're late. Oh, I'm such a right. No, no, you guys are good." And then she looked at me like, "Fuck, you did it again." <laughs> All right. When it comes to social engagements, the truth is, my wife does the same thing to me, Scott. And my sister-in-law is the same way. Like, I, I now know when my wife tells me that we're meeting somewhere, I know she's telling me half hour early. And so I know I'm dragging my feet for 15 minutes so that we're only 15 minutes early, not a half hour early. So, like, it's all – I figured out the calculus. I've got it down to a, to a science. I won't be <laughs> late, but I'm not going to be that early. That's funny. I'd rather be – I don't want to be, like I'm, – I'm the type of guy that – I don't like being late, but I also don't like leaving things undone. So sometimes the undone part needs to be finished so that I can start the next. So it depends on the situation. Depends. Whatever makes you sleep at night, Eldon. Whatever. I, but you're right. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny, though. When I set a meeting for other people to come to meet me, with me, I actually don't like it when they're too early because then it makes me feel guilty that they're waiting while I'm finishing something up. I shouldn't be that guilty, but man, it really bothers me when they're 20 minutes late 
And then I'm like, well, I could have been doing something else, but now I'm waiting for you. Um, so yeah, no. Being too early is just as bad. It says you don't, you know, you don't have enough things to do. Right. Yeah. 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 Unless you're doing something, unless you go to John's site and you got, you got everything unpacked for the guys and you got them ready to go. Yeah. Then and you made coffee. You made coffee. Everybody's got yeah. a donut in their hand when they Swap. walk on site. Yeah. Yeah. Some croissants, or however you're supposed to say it. Croissants. Do you like croissants? <laughs> croissants. Who, who doesn't like a croissant? Are you kidding me? Oh, what is uh, would you if, honestly would you pick so we're gonna if the French would have given croissants to the British there would have never been a war <laughs> I'm just saying okay but I got this but okay Scott you love a good apple fritter if you I had, like any kind of pastry that's sweet makes me fat right okay so let's make a choice John you can weigh in on this you had a choice between the delicious perfectly made croissant or croissant, uh, or a perfectly made apple fritter. Which one are you? Which one are you grabbing? Mm. Well, for me, it's simple. Uh, it's a croissant, what? just because I, I'm not a big fan of the apple fritter. But um, it, funny story behind that, because I've 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 complained so much about apple fritters that Tanya now thinks it's my favorite donut. <laughs> and so <laughs> ah. <laughs> every time she picks it up, it's like. There's this question, and she has to actually text every time. Is it apple fritter? Like, no. no. What Tanya, the heck? No. <laughs> Tanya, Have you tried him at Shore Park Bakery? Shore Park Bakery. Have you tried the apple fritter no. from Shore Park? No. Is it come, to, have come to the east side. Go. And, go and, and see the, the light. Thing. Go and see you the guys light. Like, do you guys like puff wheat squares? No. no. Okay, so I'm with you that, except when I eat them, I love them. See, apple fritter is kind of the same way to me. It's like this idea of apple fritter for some reason I don't like. But just the other day, I had one, and it was enjoyable. But, but where did you get it from? No, nah, yeah. it was just from Tim's. Oh, Tim's. oh not, those are not, so... Uh, they're not yeah. real. Those aren't they're real. They're not real. That's not real. It's <laughs> not real. Well, There's I'll, like I'll some sort of like apple one. poop machine that puts it on a conveyor belt, and then <laughs> there you go. If you can't make it, if you can't make it to the east side of Edmonton, go to, go to a Sobeys bakery. Their their apple fritters are actually really good. Is that right? Save save on foods. Save, save on foods. Yeah. It, don't go to superstore. Don't. Now that yeah. superstore is bad, but they don't make these. Yeah. These. So you're saying save on foods. He's saying uh, Sobeys. Sobeys. Either way. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, but, they're fresh. They're bigger. They're actual oh. apple chunks of apple in them. Uh, they pull apart like. Oh my goodness! I might have to. Nice. Use, I got to go. I was guys. in Shore Park Bakery. All right, that was fun, everybody. Times. I'm gonna go get a donut. No. I'm joking. <laughs> I was in Shore Park Bakery three times this week. Was, oh wow! You gotta try. You gotta try one of those apple fritters. Is the That's moon amazing. full or something? Why did we all three of us have one of those weeks? Huh? You had a bad week. John had a bad week. I had a off week. I don't want to say bad week, but yeah. Anyways, you know what's funny? Moon. Is it a bad week? I don't know. It's just how you how you look at it. It's just a it, week. It's just a week. But I tell you, there's very few times I look forward to the weekend. This week, yeah. I was looking forward to the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. And I found a full case of beer in my pantry. I lost my shit last night. I was like, oh, I got to go get some beer. And then all of a sudden, I was going in through the pantry, and there underneath like my kids' lunch bag and stuff and some cat food, there was a full case of River Valley. And I was like... Oh shit, son! I'm like, I don't have to go to the liquor store. I've got beer. I have beer. I have beer. I looked at the wife. I'm like, I pre-bought beer for this moment. Did you strut and- around the kitchen? <laughs> oh. no, she, she just looked at me like I'm an idiot. 
It's just right. like, yeah, congratulations, you bought yourself beer. Wow, that's, that that's was better, really important. That's a better find than like, you know, you get different jackets, different change of season, and you reach in, and there's a $5 bill there. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's a cool good. thing. But yeah. that, I would say that case of beer is it's worth more, but is still a better find. Yeah. I'm a big mm. Salvation Army shopper guy, and one time I bought a jacket, uh, like a suit jacket, a uh, blazer for work. And I, I bought a jacket, and in the in the pocket was a twenty dollar bill. The jacket wow. the jacket was five bucks. I made fifteen dollars on that transaction. Booyah! You know what you yeah. could do with that extra fifteen dollars? I you bought can, a donut. Well, you could do that, or you could also <laughs> add a few more bucks and buy buy a cooler from one of our sponsors called Kailani Sports. You should do that, we John. Have you that. heard of these guys? Have you seen the coolers around? No. Yeah, we've got oh. these amazing sponsors. They're, oh they're making God. amazing coolers. Uh, Kalani Sports, made in Canada with the heart of Aloha. Um, you could go to the website, John. <laughs> this is a plug, by the way. Go to our website, Two Dads Against the World. Go to Dad Minds. Click on the link. Pick your favorite cooler. And at checkout, type in the co- code 2DADSATW. So the number 2DADSATW. Yep. And you'll receive... 10% off your purchase of coolers and accessories. Uh, it's worth it because it's cheaper than when you can buy at your local Canadian store. So that's uh, Canadian. I don't want to say the word. Yeah, local what was store. with all the oomph, 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 I was oomph, editing myself oomph, on the fly. Yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of cool. It was a little hip hop. I liked it. I can beatbox when I want to. No, I can't. Are you serious? Can you no, do it? No, I can't. Do it. Shut up and do it. No, I, I haven't done my mouth exercises today. John, what was he like? What was he like on a on a on a on a, on a site? Oh dear! My what was Elden? Now this I is this walk is. Away. Tell the truth. Uh, it, it was tell a long world. time ago. Let's yeah. just face it. Elden and I both know it was therapy for him. Yeah. Oh yes, um, yes, it he was. was. Going through some, he was going through some pretty rough stuff in his life at that time, mm-hmm. and he needed to just bang that. He needed to bang the crap out of some stuff. Yep. Yes. And um, and yeah, because the real mud. truth is, like, it was a short, it was a short experience. I think it was what four months, maybe not six even. months. No, not even three months. I don't know. It wasn't a long, long period of time. Yeah, it was but November it was cool. through what, February, three months. But what was cool about it is that unless my unless my timing is off on this, Eldon, you went from mine to actually doing like some management, like some site oh, supervising and stuff. There, there's a gap between there, but there's I went from you. I went back to the radio station because they're asking for me, and I'm oh, like, indoor yeah, job? No. Heck yes, I'm going back to the radio station. Yeah, that's right. And then I got I got my appendicitis, and then that was the end of that. That's a long story. And then and then I was doing some stuff on on the side, doing some estimating for a, for a renovation company, and then I got into site supervising. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and then as a result, Eldon landed me a couple of jobs too with. Uh, with some of the some of the builders that he had been working with, but I mean, Eldon and I both knew from the beginning he yeah. was never going to be a framer. It was it was literally just a, a chance to 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 get some some aggression out and well, do I, something in the day. And I I learned quite a bit though too. Like you, you what? I learned a bit about the oh, process. Yeah. Oh, it was totally very did. helpful. Totally did. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So no no I I think hands-on experience um, book knowledge is good it's important but I think hands-on experience can um, accelerate your learning better than a uh, reading a book uh, stay in school but if you're staying in school go do something as, as well do something with your hands 
Although, yep, just that being said, Eldon, my buddy, he's a cider by trade, but he's, I don't know, he's in between jobs right now, and so he's been doing a bunch of home renovations. And uh, you guys you guys know what I'm talking about. You know that uh, spackle, that stuff that you fill holes with on your drywall? It, it starts out pink, turns white. You, yeah. Well, this guy started an Instagram page, I don't know, six months after I did. I've got a, a whopping, I don't know, thousand followers, and he's up to uh, 36,000. Wow. And anyway, anyway, so he gets a lot of feedback on, on his stuff. And right now he's just doing home renovation stuff. Made this insane set of uh, cabinets, uh, which he's not a carpenter. He did it all with a skill saw. Amazing. Skill but, saw. Dude, like he made his own track saw. And so he can make like laser cut cuts with his skill saw. Anyway, just the guy is just a genius in his brain. Like, anyway, I... If you ever want to look him up, he's the siding guy on Instagram. You think my videos are cool? His are insane. Like, this guy goes over the top um, just being him. But anyway, he used this spackle to fix a bunch of holes in the drywall. And a lot of people were giving him comments like, oh, man, that stuff's the hardest to sand off, blah, blah, blah. Like, So he's like, oh, I just read the back of it. It says uh, no sanding required. Just use a, a lightly damped sponge. Sponge. Yep. <laughs> and I said to him, he, told, he just told me that today. And I'm like, yep. There you go. That's why you're not actually truly a tradesman. I said, I'm a true tradesman. And the only instructions I ever read are the blueprints. <laughs> but yeah, like I just thought it was funny. Like you say practical experience is one thing, but if you're learning from the wrong person, sometimes it can be a hole in the head. Like it's like oh, yeah. read the back of the spackle can and be like, oh, a sponge. Well, Eldon apparently knows about that. But see, Eldon, he's a reader. I'm a, that I'm guy a mixed a, bag. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a reader. Yeah. He's a reader. <laughs> Come on, Scott. When when you installed your first floor, did you read the instructions? Uh no. Did oh, you ever that, do it backwards? Oh, that would drive me nuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was actually doing it backwards the whole time, <laughs> and then the guy, the guy who's my boss, was like, "Listen, uh, you're doing it the fucking hard way, okay? And Dude. we're really sorry that it took us this long to tell you, but we kind of thought it was funny. I did my first two floors backwards too." And, and it wasn't until my buddy who was a carpenter as well said, what the heck are you doing? And I said, I don't know. I'm just doing it like subfloor tongue goes into groove. I said, I'm just doing it like makes sense. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. goes into groove. And he's like, somehow it works with flooring, man. It's the opposite. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. So yeah, did it his way and, or the right way. Much easier, much easier. Wait, oh wait, yeah. Wait. Doesn't so it go so much faster? You, you go groove Fuck. to groove? <laughs> how would you, how do you do it wrong? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. With enough force, you can make anything work. You're throwing, you're throwing the tongue underneath the groove. That's how when you're doing it backwards, you're throwing the tongue underneath the groove. Yeah. And that's backwards. It Instead makes, of the slot. That's right. Whereas you, when you're doing it the right way, you click it in, you drop it, and then you and then you snap yep. it tight. Yeah. But I was doing it backwards because I was because I was just learning. So I was doing uh, whatever the fuck it was a closet. And I was like on this closet for a half an hour. That's when like, oh, this is so embarrassing. When the guy comes by, oh no, it's been embarrassing for quite some time. <laughs> that, that's where that that's where that shit came from. That's awesome. Oh that's man, awesome. I'm, but I'm honestly probably the the worst trades guy. But I love it so much. Like I love building shit. Like you can ask all my friends. Like I, I'm right now. I'm about to start a project doing a farmhouse table. Got a bunch oh, cool. of material from from out out on a site like some really big big stuff and i'm like yeah i'm gonna like 
completely Japanese frame this thing. Like, just glues and, and strain and notches, and it'll be kind of neat and cool. Are you planing but, any of the wood? Are you uh, doing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to do everything by hand. Fuck that shit. Okay, well, there you go. Um... <clears throat> Oh, there's one of your there's one of your boys there, eh? Yeah, you got a crew. How many? How many? Yeah, how many are in your uh, in your uh, litter there? <laughs> I got four. You got so, four? Yeah, I got four. I got oh. I got a daughter, a daughter who's sixteen. Uh huh. Oh my oh, god, she, you oh, poor guy. Jeez. I know she's she's driving now, and and uh, God help us all. Hey, it's a it's a it's a grace it's a grace of God that we still have a relationship. That's <laughs> uh, oh, were you the one that t- that taught her? Uh, she still has your visa. You know what? Though. You know what's funny about that? So she went to driver's training too. But I, I actually learned some stuff about myself. I'm actually incredibly easygoing when it comes to teaching people to drive cars. I I don't know why. Like I wish oh. my wife could have experienced that because like she's a better driver than me. But like every time she drive, I lose it. <clears throat> anyway. I got a boy who's uh, 14, um, and um, so he's got his learners now. So he's he's been out a few times. He's six foot two, so he's taller than me now. Jeez. Wow. And then uh, two younger ones, Jonah, who you just saw there, he's 11, and then the youngest one is nine. He'll be 10 in a month. So that one there was 11. Well, it might have been the camera angle. He looked like he was six feet tall. Wow. Yeah, him. Six feet, but yeah, <laughs> he's he's tall though. He's like five two. For for eleven, so that's five two yeah. for eleven. That's good. That's good. It is. Right on. They're eating their vegetables. That's do, the main thing. Do kids play basketball? The coach. Uh, Josh does. Yeah, my fourteen yeah. year old does, and my daughter plays volleyball. So yeah, nice, oh, nice. Following after her mom. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sports is yeah. important. It's way more it important is, than math. Yeah. You know what? My son, he's a little bit choked right now because his math average is ninety nine point five. Oh, that. that um, not poor good guy. That's not good enough. <laughs> How does he sleep at night with those shit grades? I can't believe I you're know. letting him out of the room until he get that grade up, son. What a uh, fucking slacker. He, he says to me, he says, Dad, I got a math equation for you. You want to do it? I'm like, sure. Anyway, I, I'm not a math whiz-bang. I'm a, I'm a practical math guy, not, a, not an algebra math guy. So, yeah, he shows me this equation. I don't know. He had it solved in like under, under, under a minute, and I was just still looking at it, going, "I don't even know where to start." There's too many X's in this equation. Do you know where I but, start? Uh, <laughs> at the back of the book, where the answers are. Just go, <laughs> oh, there it man. is. Done. There it is. Yeah. You um, know how long so. it took me to find that out for your own kids? <laughs> no, no, no. For me, when I was in school, I didn't know that there was a fucking key in the back of the book. That's the only if way I learned. Would, if someone would have told me that, but the thing is that that's where that's what happens when you come from a small country school, where like you're not hanging out with your buddies after school, you're back to your fucking farmer acreage and you don't talk to anybody. And like I didn't do homework because it was boring. Well, it's a, the last part of that word work. That was gross. You know, I'd rather go chase things in the bush and hit golf balls around the yard and mow mow grass because that was fun. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, no, I just used the key to, so that I knew. I'm not. Who cares about the homework? But anyways, it's in our it's in our title. We're doing homework. I use the key. <laughs> I for me to get through the equation, I had to learn where I needed to go. Then I go back to the equation and figure it out, knowing that what my answer needed to be. So that it was it wasn't a test at that point. It was like working out the solution from. It's like looking at the blueprint for me. Like, I can see this is the house I need to build. Okay, what are the details to get to that? 
So that's kind of how I use the key in the back of the math books, and that's how I learned. Uh, that's just me, though. That's how I did it. That's what I like. Um, <clears throat> we're running out of time, boys. We have so much more we could talk about, though. Um, so much more to talk about. John, let's 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 spend another like five ten minutes left, and let's. Get how do you do that? How do you do this? How, like, sorry if this is a different subject, but how in the hell do you got four? So your wife, she right now not working. Like, who's looking after that litter? That's a big litter. That's four <coughs> kids, man. How are you running a business for kids? Okay, so how it used to be, yeah. <laughs> I was I was full-time employed. I was working, you know, 12, 14-hour days. My wife was at home with the kids and doing a bang-up job of raising them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about five years ago, my wife looked at me and said, how much longer can you keep doing this? And I said, uh, I don't know. She's like, because the way I look at you with how many chiropractor visits and massages and all the crap that you're doing for your back she's like yeah, there's no yeah. way in the world that you're going to keep this up for another 20 years yeah so she said i'm going to go to school and uh so that was probably the hardest four years of our life that just ended here in february and mm-hmm. she's an ultrasound uh tech now sonograph oh wow good for her <clears throat> so yeah talk about school like four years ago she was upgrading her bio 20 and okay. her bio 30 and yeah. anyway so she she had never taken physics in her life she gets an average of 95 in her physics brings her entire high school average up um anyway whatever she's a whiz bang that's where they get the smarts from um so yeah uh the truth is right now um i've i've cut my hours back um i make sure the kids are out the door uh, this september i was driving them to school but my daughter has her license now so she's been a huge help um and she yeah, drives yeah. the kids to school right. now but I, I'm with them in the morning to make sure they get out and everybody eats some food and they all have their stuff. And then I don't usually get on site now until nine. Um, and the guys are there with the truck already doing their stuff. Oh, nice. Then, uh, Do you have apple fritters then, ready? Do they have apple fritter for you when you get there? That's <laughs> you know it. Well you established. Know it. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I usually, I usually head out 3.30, 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock at the latest, mm-hmm. I'll head out. Um, kids usually get home about 4.30. So usually I'm home. And, um, yeah, on the off day, uh, like yesterday was a PD day, so they were there by themselves. But, like I said, my youngest is 10. Um, you know, they've learned they've learned the ins and outs of how to keep themselves busy with uh, gaming. Um. <laughs> right, it's survival of the fittest. How do I survive? Right? There you I'm go. in a game. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously, it's always a struggle. I think anybody who has a situation where you have kids and two parents working, like, there's always that, hey, like, so, like, even we had a conversation just a week ago. Tanya says, hey, spring break, what's your plan? Ooh. I said, well, what do you want my plan to look like? And she's <laughs> like, well, I'd really love it if if you came home at noon every day. Let the kids uh, sleep in, have some time to themselves, and then and then you guys hang out for the rest of the day. I said, okay, done. We'll make it happen. Um, nice. So some of it's an experiment for me, too, because, you know, my crew isn't, like, fully capable of being on their own, but they're not incapable of it either. It's just... It's very evident that when I'm there, things get done a little bit better. But that's my next challenge right now is I'm I'm recognizing that my foreman, my lead guy, um, I need to start letting him uh, build the schedule. I need to let him start learning how to delegate. Mm-hmm. And I need to be more in a position where when I show up on site, I say, hey, Ty, where do you got me? Um, yeah, opposed Coach to John, your, this, your yeah, this coach. Con- yeah. Yeah. this confusion of who's in charge and 
and and him automatically defaulting because I'm back on site. So yeah, we're we're in a transition stage right now of a lot of stuff, and um, some of it I like, some of it quite honestly scares me a little bit. And I've realized that hey, I'm more of a workaholic than I realized. Um, mm-hmm. And now without the need for extra money, I'm questioning why am I such a workaholic? But mm-hmm. I think again, it comes down to it brings me satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I like I like what I do. I like feeling like I'm contributing to something. So. But hey, my kids are awesome to hang out with too. Like in this past four years, I I remember always asking my wife, like, why do you and the kids have such a great relationship? And her always answer was, just time. Just time. Right. right. And I remember the day, this happened about two years ago. I remember the day when I think my daughter just like unloaded a whole bunch of like teenage drama to me. And my wife didn't even hear about it. Wow. And she was almost put off. She's like, what the heck? How did Sarah not even tell me this? And I just looked at her and I said, it's just time, babe. It's just time. Uh, <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. shit. <laughs> Full circle. Good stuff, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Good, Good for you. Good for you. Well, man, we should bring you on because, like, uh, my wife's going back to work here in a, in a couple weeks. Scott's wife, Michelle's back to work. We're going to have to... You know, maybe we'll just have to sit down and have a brew after work sometime and just reminisce of what it was like when, when we were working more. Anyways, coffee talk with the boys. Beer talk. Coffee talk. Yeah. I'm being full cramped. Well, guys, hey, it's been fun. John, how do... Absolutely. We're, we're going to head out here, but before we do, uh, hey, how do they get a hold of you? How do they get a hold of you for getting some work done? Or they want some life advice. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But but yeah. seriously, though, yeah. Like, I, I feel like I just, like, I don't, you probably know this, John, by the way that I talk. I'm not someone that goes to church, but someone that really likes to hear a great message. And I feel like that's what I got today was a great message. So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks, John. Yeah. Right but on. yeah, how do Appreciate how do people that. find you? How do we how do people get a hold of you? Well, I don't know. I don't know what the format is here. I mean, the easiest way to go get a hold of me is my phone number. I don't have a... I don't have an active, awesome web page. My brother's supposedly working on that, but that's been like six months in the working. Um, you know, Instagram is one way. Buy better beer. But buy better buy, beer. There you go. That, that's it. I guess it's holding out. Hey, that's a good one. I need to. I need to do that. There you go. Yeah, go to Bring our website. A case of go to dadmind.com. See, you see some options for you. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? Uh, yeah, Instagram and hit me up with a phone number and and that's it. I'm pretty low key. Um, I do my best to try and fit, fit in people. Um, we're pretty steady year round with the builders that we have, but I always do entertain private jobs and, um, yeah, usually it's just through word of mouth. People find us and they hear about us and we've had a few people contact us based on social media alone, but, uh, yeah, it's still pretty local. And your email is at jtdcontracting at yahoo.ca. It is, okay. except there's a dot between JTD and contracting. So JTD.contracting JTD. at yeah. yahoo.ca. Yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, reach out. If you need Who does it. Yahoo? Honestly. This guy does <laughs> Yahoo. You know, it's funny. Get I'm almost embarrassed. It. I'm almost embarrassed to get my email out these days. So I'm like, uh, yeah, it's at Yahoo. Back in 2005. So this guy is a Yahoo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. Talk to you guys later. Thanks very much, John, for joining us. Love you guys. Thank you guys so much. Thanks again for having me. Yep. Bye for now.